morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Arlisha Johnson, and this is my podcast, Being a Better You. Today, we have a special guest who is also my mother, a minister, and a counselor, and we will be talking about mindset restructuring. Her name is Heather, and I'll let her introduce herself from here. Hello. As she stated, I am her mother, and we are here today to talk in reference to a mindset restructure. As we all know, things happen in life more than they should that causes us to get stuck. Whenever there's a traumatic experience in life, you tend to get stuck and not grow until you're able to forgive forget and wash that thing off of your mind today our three main topics will be self-confidence self-approval and talking things into existence so to begin we'll start with self-confidence how does one gain self-confidence because there's so many things that happen in life that make us build a shell that we just want to crawl into and live there without coexisting with others, including our family. So self-confidence has to be built inside of one's own mindset. You have to think clearly and focus on your resilience by building your strengths focus on what you're good at master those things I can go into uh, any class and possibly write a good essay but I can't go into a classroom and pass any math test because that's not my area so I have to master those things that I'm good at master my strengths and I have to let the mathematicians take over in their areas and take care of those math problems although I have to have some basic problem-solving skills in order to make it in life and that's for anyone building self-confidence is more about gaining realization of who you are and who you want to be in life you can't become anything with with thinking you're not good enough and you aren't ready for this, you have to be ready and you have to want to put yourself forward. You can't let anything backtrack you. And if it does, you got to be able to get back up and say, hey, I'm going to do this anyway. I'm not going to let them or what or anything stop me from doing what I want to do tomorrow. I have to stop looking back at the past and think about what's coming in the future. What am I going to do for the rest of my life? The hardest thing in life is to figure out what you're going to do tomorrow. So the first things first is to gain self-confidence and know exactly what you're doing and what you're doing it for. If you don't, if you're not able to tell yourself, hey, you're beautiful today. You can do anything you want to do without thinking about what somebody else thinks about you. Then you don't have enough self-confidence to build anything. As Mary J. Blige 
put it very well. She said, I look in the mirror and I say, hello, gorgeous. That's without the makeup. That's exactly what you see when you first wake up. But beauty is only on the outside. It's only skin deep. So we have to focus on inner beauty. How can we become beautiful individuals? Well, we have to learn how to love others, and take care of ourselves. We need some stronger self-care. So many times we just put ourselves on the back burner and we take care of everyone else and it drags on us. And, and it causes us to not be the best that we can be. So when you start your day and end your evening, it should be with some self-affirmations. I'm worthy of a better life. I can have what I want. All I have to do is put my best foot forward, pursue that thing, and persevere through the bumps. Because you're going to have windy days. You're going to have things that want to knock you down especially when you're becoming. So self-confidence has to come from within yourself and the building up of your mindset, saying I'm gonna have a better life and I'm gonna push for a better life and I'm gonna be a better person overall. What would the world look like if you spoke to somebody today? If you spoke to anybody today? Anybody you see walking, how would the world look if everybody was speaking to each other? We can barely wake up and speak to ourselves. And I say that is meaning we don't wake up and say, hey, to ourselves. We don't wake up and say, what are we going to do today? We wake up and start a daily routine already because we already have one set or in mind. So, Alicia, I want to tell you that you brought out a great point because... So many people walk through life on a daily basis and no one speaks to them at all. So they're always alone. And I learned this on a job uh, that I was working a couple of years ago. A young lady came in and she was widowed. She was very kind. But she kept telling me that she has absolutely no one. She has no family. She was a widow. Um, no children, no one checked on her. And that brought a great concern to me because we walk around with such attitudes, treating people like they're nothing when they're actually one of the greatest creations ever made, which is human life. And we're all so different. And we need to appreciate that and treat it delicately. We need to treat people with a full respect. And most of us don't know how to do that because we don't even respect ourselves. So there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, how are you today? To even a stranger, because you might be the only person speaking to that individual on that day. And we all need some sort of life to touch us. You know, the um, as long as you're living, there will be changes and growth. And that's what we need to focus on. Yesterday, I was in Wendy's and I met a man. I don't know his name. I don't know anything about him. All I know is he likes cream soda. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry cream soda at that. 
I went into Wendy's looking for a drink. Of course, I got me some root beer because that's what I like. But the person I was with got them a cream soda, a cherry cream soda. And the man behind us, he was a disabled man. He looked at the person I was with and he said, thank you. The person I was with looked back and said, for what? He said, I didn't even know we sell cherry cream soda and I've worked here for three years. He made me speak to him when I left that restaurant. I would have never spoke to him if he wouldn't have spoke to me first. And that's the problem with us today. We don't look at ourselves. We have to be kind to others to be kind to ourselves. If we don't know how to make anybody else feel good, how can we make ourselves feel good? And if we can't make ourselves feel good, how can we make anybody else feel good? So that's part of self-approval as well. It, it builds us up in our confidence to even be able to speak to others. Like, you know, we'll have a, a tendency to take a pause while we're just having a basic conversation. And sometimes we hesitate and we'll hesitate in life because of various obstacles as well. So self-approval, we need to be so confident that we even approve of what we're doing. And this is going to help us to reach any goal we might have. We if, need to uh, approve of what we're doing. If you are happy with what you're doing and you're doing your best, that self-confidence is just going to appear automatically. There's two types of self-approval that we have to think about. We have to think about business-wise and home-wise. I can do things at home that I can't do out in the public. Other people will judge me for it. Other people will talk about me for it. But do I approve of what I'm doing? Do I care what they think? No, you better not. They talked about Jesus, so they're always going to talk. I can't base my thoughts of myself off of what somebody else told me. Yes, in their mind, I might be stupid. Yes, in their mind, I might be dumb. Yes, in their mind, I can't do this and I can't do that. But I actually can. I just got to believe in myself and want to do it. It's, That's it. That's it's it. basically how you talk in front of a business. You change your whole demeanor to go into a job interview. Why do you have to do that? Literally, why do we have to change ourselves just to get a job? We have to change and structure ourselves into a different person just to get certain jobs sometimes. And that's not fair. But do we approve of what we're doing? You can't be happy with your career, your life, anything, unless you approve of what you're doing. That's right. Like, you'll have a, a facade because, oh, I need to be a specific way in front of my supervisor. I need to conduct myself in a specific manner in front of my parents. And when I go to work, I have to be in another mindset. When I go to church or a social event, I need to look and appear another type of way. But if you live a solid life, you won't be as relaxed in front of others as you can be in the privacy of your own home. But if you build your self-confidence and you begin to self-approve, you'll have that baseline for who you are and you can stand on it as long as you have some good principles to go along with that. 
Next, we'll talk about speaking things into existence because that comes a lot with self-approval. I can wake up in the morning and tell myself I'm beautiful or I can wake up in the morning and say, oh, this person called me ugly. And if I keep telling myself every day I'm ugly, what am I going to think about myself? I'm going to actually start to believe that I'm ugly. And if I tell myself every day that I'm beautiful, what's the outcome of that? I'm going to tell myself that I'm beautiful and I'm going to actually believe it. You believe what you speak. It can be the truth. It can be a lie. Whatever you think is what you actually believe. Well, there's a scripture that says um, you will eat the fruits of your lips. You're going to digest what you speak. So if you're speaking negative things... You're going to produce negative things. Exactly. You'll speak those negative fruits. Some some people are so negative. Oh, I can't have. I'm not good enough. Um, I'll never get there. I'll, and, and they're looking at a time frame when things can suddenly happen in your life that change life drastically. They're, they're not looking at the what ifs. They're looking at some sort of time span. I'll never get there. Well... That's self-doubt, and that causes cancer and ulcers in your life. You stress yourself about the little things in life when you really shouldn't shouldn't stress at all. The big picture is, where do you want to be in 50 years? Honestly, when I'm 50 and 60 years old, I want to be on a cruise ship somewhere in the Bahamas or something. I don't want to be sitting where I'm at. I don't want to be the same person that I am today. I'm 21 years old and I still haven't created all my flaws yet. I still haven't even met my matches yet. I know there's a lot of things that I have to go through to make me who I am. But I can always speak things and tell myself things to make the day go a lot faster and a lot better. I can always tell myself, hey, you got this. You can get through this. Or I can tell myself, you can't do this and you can't do that. I can do what I speak. If I say I can do it, I can make it happen. But if I don't believe that, if I really don't believe that, am I going to make it happen? No. So in 50 years, you're going to be 70, and you'll want to be somewhere taking a nap. A cruise ship is a nice place to take a nap. You can look out and see the waves if you have a window in your small cabin. But um, That's if I make it to 70. Oh, you can make it. But I got to believe I can make it. I hope you make it. I hope I make it too. Well, um, we can elaborate on this subject in so many ways. Because a, a good time to set a goal is like 10 years. Because those are big goals we're setting if it's in 10 years. I know we have immediate goals. We, we want to meet our goals right now we we want to speak our degree and have it right now but if you don't gain what it takes to get that degree and pass those tests what is that degree gonna do for you you'll never get there and if you never take the first step that's a the problem we hold ourselves back because we're afraid to take the first step but everything is a process you have to take one day at a time make it your best day and persevere. Perseverance, along with confidence, will take you anywhere you want to go. So what you ought to be asking yourself is, 
What do I want to do today? Who do I want to be tomorrow? You have to live for today, but live futuristically, meaning, okay, uh, from a Christian uh, standpoint, if I want to go to heaven, I need to live today with the faith that I'm going to heaven and be the Christian I want to be. Or if I want to be a business owner tomorrow, I need to carry and conduct myself with the mannerisms of a business owner. Whatever it is, if you want to be a wife or a husband, you need to carry yourself as being taken right now and jump out of girlfriend and boyfriend mode. So uh, you can infuse these things with prayer and asking God for direction if that's how you believe. If that's not how you believe, then you need to start with your confidence in yourself. Begin to approve of yourself and what you're doing. That means some of your characteristics have changed. Um, You've weeded out some of the things that are hindering you. And Arlisha said something earlier. She said um, she hasn't even created all her flaws. And when you can look at that and say, hey, I know I'm going to make some more mistakes. Therefore, I need to forgive others of their mistakes. I just want to point this out. Mom, how many mistakes have you made in life? I can't count. And, And it will be endless because I'm human. But I'm a superhuman. And what makes me a superhuman is because I am not like any other human. And neither are you. We all have our flaws, our mistakes. If you learn to forgive yourself quicker, it's easier to forgive others than it is to forgive yourself. But if you go ahead and learn how to say, you know what, I'm human, I messed up again, I'm definitely gonna do better from now on. And you put that into action, then you'll allow room for others to make mistakes as well. And you won't stay stuck in that traumatic position, even though they hurt you really bad. That that happens. And when you experience those deep pains and traumas, you stop growing because you're focused on your pain. So it's time to start focusing on healing yourself through affirmations is a good start. I believe I can have, I believe I'm worthy of a better life. I know I'm beautiful because there's not one other soul that looks or is exactly like me. Even if I have an identical twin, I'm still separate from them because I have a different soul, a different mindset, and I am different. My my skin is different from theirs, even if it looks just like theirs. I'm created fearfully and wonderfully. I'm one of the greatest creations ever made. I am human. And I'm going to have a better today than my yesterday because I'm building myself to be a better person. That about wraps up the show for the end of the day today. But since it is my first episode, I am going to give a little background about who I am and where I came from. 
so you understand why I am motivated to talk to people about being a better person. I grew up in a household for a couple of years with a brother. <laughs> that is, a, he's the sweetest person in the world. He can be, but he can also be the meanest, and I also can too. I've, I've dealt with so much at a young age. It's built me to become a better person, and it's still building me today. What are some of those things that you've went through? What are, just give a couple of um, titles to what you've experienced head on. I've experienced my brother being dead. Being killed. Uh-huh, he was murdered. I've seen his blood pile on the floor, and I still can picture the picture till this day. Uh-huh. I can see it clear as day like it was yesterday. And that's a traumatizing experience because you don't like to close your eyes and think about your brother and then see a blood pile. You don't want to see that. That's right. And I put that on myself because my daddy told me, don't go around that corner. My daddy told me, you're going to see some things you don't need to see if you peek around that corner. But what did I do? I I was 12 years old, 13 years old at the time. I peeked around that corner and I saw some things I shouldn't have saw. Right. Found my brother's teeth behind a door, and I shouldn't have had to go through that at the time. My mama actually picked the teeth up off the ground. Yes, I shouldn't, did. Shouldn't have had to go through that at a young age. So what? What's something else? Because a couple of years later, my daddy got diagnosed with cancer, and I had to deal with cancer face on. I had to see that at a young age. Also, I was 16 years old in high school at the time that I needed a dad the most. Now I have to live life without knowing who's going to walk me down the aisle one day. Who's going to talk to me when I need a father advice. My mama has played both roles very well. But I I promise you, you. it's some things that she just can't give me that a father could have. And I speak that to everybody who doesn't have a father at the moment. Or a mother. Or a mother, because you never know which parent you lost. I've dealt with losing a parent, but I'll never tell anybody else it's the same experience. Because I promise you, everybody else has a different love for their parent. Nobody will ever feel the way I felt about my dad. So if you've looked into um, some of the things our Alicia has written previously, it is that we will explore and discuss cancer once a month on these blogs. And... That is because Arlisha has a drive to help people get the help they need to overcome cancer. We um, watched the strongest man we know to this date wither away and be eaten alive by cancer, and it hurts. It hurt me the most when my older sister was down here from Flint, Michigan, She was an in-home nurse at the time, still is. She still works in that field today. She was here, and we all had to pick my dad up off the floor because he tried to get up and go to the bathroom himself, but he wasn't strong enough to walk because he had so much fluid on his legs. That was one of the hardest experiences I've ever had to go through. From the man who picked me up as a little child, having to help pick him up off the floor, that's a hard experience. And the other day, I saw a woman at the store. She was talking. She was happy. She had a beautiful Great Dane. I love dogs, by the way. 
Um, she had a beautiful great day. And I was talking to her and she looked at me and she said, You're just so nice to me. I said, I I'm just like that. And she said, You don't know what I'm going through. I said, Why do you say that? She told me I'm in stage four cancer. When I looked at her and I said, You don't know what I've been through with cancer, she looked at me and said, You're the sweetest. Let me tell y'all, I felt so bad about that because I I have not been the sweetest person my whole life. I have grew up with evil roots. I've been mad at everything in life. And I've always want, wanted to start an altercation or be in an altercation. And I'm getting over that now. I'm finally overcoming who I was as a child. And I'm growing up into a good person. And I want to explore myself with everybody else. I'm not going to tell you that I'm perfect. And I'm not going to tell you that I have everything put together. But I'll definitely tell you I'm going to try to get everything together. And I'm going to start with myself and trying to help others and tell them exactly what I've been through. Also, another fact about my mama is she is a domestic violence advocate. Victim advocate. That's right. She has been a victim. and I have But seen now I'm a things. victor. I, I overcame uh, many things um, and many abuses and to this date I have experienced every form of abuse that I I know of uh, that's sexual abuse verbal abuse mental abuse and physical abuse um, I can say that I truly believe in God because I was kept during all of this time and he has made me a better person through all of this. But when you're carrying those weights of being involved in a violent situation, it spreads like a wildfire into your children. It um, influences your actions and living in fear is one of the worst things you can be living in. You feel like you always have to defend yourself when that's not even the case. Sometimes I have a normal conversation and I find myself defending myself on a daily basis. And I don't even have to defend myself. They're not putting me at any harm. Why should I have to feel like I, I defend myself on everything when I haven't done nothing to have to defend myself for? You know, living in um, that type of situation, if you want to be free, you can be. Do not allow an abuser to keep you in a mindset of prison. I was told if you leave, I'm going to kill you. Wherever you go, I'll find you. And you know, for a time, wherever I went, I was found. And I became insecure. And at one point in my life, I even contemplated suicide because I didn't want to live under that form of control anymore. And even after the situation was gone out of my life and the abuser was no longer allowed around or even around me, it, period, any form of contact, I um, was still in a mindset and I didn't even know who I was because everything about me, my hairstyle, my style of clothing, everything was for that abuser and the control they had on my life. 
I'm glad you mentioned that. That goes back to my blog and, like I said, triggers. You have triggers in your life that that'll make you do anything. They can make you feel anger, sadness. You can get overwhelmed. You can want to fight. You can feel any type of way about a certain situation to somebody who isn't even trying to harm you because you've been through something. And something was similar to that situation you've been through. If you've ever been hit by a man before, or even a woman, because women hit, women hit men too. That's that right. it, it ain't just women. It ain't just men hitting women. Women hit men too. If you've ever been in an abusive, in an abusive situation, you'll always have that trigger. You'll always feel like somebody wants to hit you. You'll always feel like, oh, I'm not good enough for this person. When are they going to hit me? Even if that person isn't finna hit you, you're right. still going to feel like, when are they going to hit me? Because you're going to think about it. Somebody else did. Even for uh, relationships that come after that, everything will appear to be a red flag. Everyone becomes a red flag because of your trauma. Trauma. And um, it creates uh, PTSD. I'm most Ang positive I came out horrible after I went through some things. It, yeah, but you're changing all of those ways. And you're learning from all of those things how not to be and how to become. But we are almost at our 30 minute time limit and I wanted to say thank you all if you take time to listen. If you only get to hear a portion of this, we're thankful that you all joined us and we're excited for this new vlog and can't wait to see the great things that come from it. Please excuse all of our faults. We definitely make mistakes because we're the grandest creation which is human. So um, I want to thank our Alicia for having me on the show today and we'll be with you again next week. Thank you for joining my show today. I'll see y'all next weekend. I just want to say be a better you throughout the week and have a good day. Thank you.